You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 248. Today, we're revealing the ugly truth about entrepreneurial growth. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Monday. James Wedmore here, your host of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. How the heck are you? I'm really excited for today's episode. This was another in-person interview here in the new Team Wedmore HQ with my dear, dear friend, the super awesome, extraordinary, one and only Tiffany Lee Bymaster, aka Coach Glitter. You can find her all over the interwebs at, at Coach Glitter like Instagram and the tweeters, all that good stuff. I've known Tiffany for several years now. She is amazing. If you don't know her, you will. And she helps online entrepreneurs all over the world get seen, get heard through the power of live video. I've learned a ton about live video from her, Facebook Live, all that good jazz. And she's just a rock star. And it's an interesting thing about rock stars, like glittery rock stars. You think they got all their stuff together all the time. It's so easy when you're in your comparisonitis, you know, comparing you to everybody else and all you see is like, oh, this person's got it all together. But that's because what you're looking at is like what they're intentionally showing you in front of the stage, like right on the stage, right? But what we don't really ever see is what's behind the stage. And this is why this is such an amazing conversation because Tiffany has had the courage and honesty to just share the messy behind the scenes in her business. And that's why this is gonna be such a valuable episode for you because we tend to think that we gotta do all that work. You know, we say like, I got a lot of work to do. I, got, I, got, I still got a lot of work that I gotta work on. And I gotta be this transcended, enlightened master before I can start my business, before I can scale it, before I can launch that product. And you're going to learn the truth that, yeah, this stuff's like, it's ugly. It's definitely ugly, ugly truth about growing. But what's so beautiful about Tiffany is that she didn't let that stop her. You know, she just embraces this beautiful work in progress. We're all a work in progress. And ultimately, this becomes one of my favorite types of episodes that we do because it's a very candid, real conversation with like-minded, successful entrepreneurs getting down to the nitty-gritty down and dirty, like real authentic stuff. And Tiffany shares so much. And I'm just here to say that what she's sharing in this episode is stuff that either A, you're going through right now and she's gonna really help you get through it, or B, it's stuff that's coming down the road. Because I truly believe this is the stuff that we'll all have to go through. It's just a matter of when and how quickly you wanna get to get through it, right? So if you've ever found yourself like being a bit of a workaholic or a perfectionist, if you believe that you are your accomplishments or like you're only as good as your last launch project or promotion, you're going to really 
want to pay extra close attention to this episode. So let's just get right into it. What do you say? Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Tiffany Lee Bymaster. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I have here in Wedmore HQ, my dear friend, Tiffany Lee Bymaster, a.k.a. Coach Glitter. Hey, I'm so excited to be here yeah. right now. Yeah. What inspired this episode? Did you come to me and, and how did we how do we start this? I think there were margaritas involved. <laughs> in Maui. That was, no, like, was prior to that. Was it really? Yeah, I think we were oh. right here at Oak. And we were just oh, having dinner. Right. We're yes. just having a conversation, which I love. I love yeah. that about your podcast. It's so conversational. You're dropping mad knowledge, yeah. but we're just, just well, having a conversation. Today's going to be no exception. Yeah. It's going to be a great conversation. That's why I'm really excited to have you in the office. So it becomes an extra special conversation because we've known each other for a long time. We'll get into how we first met. Yeah. And I've had the privilege, the honor to watch your growth, your evolution, step into a whole new level. You know, like the thing is, is I get a lot of people that say things to me like, James, I've seen you grow so much mm-hmm. over the years. It's like, good. We should all be growing. And I can say the same about you. Like I've seen so much growth in just a few years. And you've you've had this business now five years? I started the online space about five years ago, mm-hmm. but as far as a course creator, it's almost three. That's it. Yeah, that's I mean, it. That's correct. I mean, that's probably like decades in, in internet years, but. Oh yeah, I, I love when people say internet years are like dog years. It's yeah. so true. It's so true because it does seem to evolve and move so fast you know what let's talk about that in this episode about yeah. like we're in a landscape that moves so fast it right. changes rapidly constantly it's like the only thing we know that is constant is this the change and the speed and rate of change and how do we stay ahead of the curve right because mm-hmm. um, that's probably something you think about all the time so yeah. we'll get into that but i also want to get into i mean it's so so funny somebody be like you're coach glitter like <laughs> And so many people look up to you, they follow you, they respect you. And I think it's really great to be able to, for both of us to share like, and here's what I struggle with. Absolutely. And here's like, let's just, it's so this is an episode of Tiffany and James keeping it real. That's right. 2019 edition. That's right. So let's, let's start at the beginning. I'll throw a, 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 lo- a lob, you know, a simple okay. underhand toss. But why don't you tell our listeners for those few, like two <laughs> or three that don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you help your people? Well, online, I go by Coach Glitter. I absolutely answer to Coach Glitter. I started off as a name for my Twitter account back when Twitter first started. And I Twitter. started Twitter when <laughs> it first started. And I was blogging because I was getting so many questions. This is pre-online business. Just questions about the same thing all the time. I was at the time... This was like 18 years into working as a professional makeup artist, wardrobe stylist. I worked in production. Mm -hmm. So we share the love of video and video creation. And I love that whole process. And as I was sharing that on social media with no intention initially of being a business owner, loving what I did offline, working on shows and working with some big names in the online marketing space, which is how I got that first exposure to do the whole online thing. It wasn't even a thought. I didn't even know it was a thing. But I, what I was doing was showing up. And when people asked, I gave them my honest answers and recommendations. Mm. But I was the faceless person that shared these posts. No one knew what I sounded like. No one had any idea what I looked like because I never posted pictures of myself. Yeah. Well, that evolved into gaining this 
real trust with my little tiny audience at the time that I was growing and didn't even realize. And I was able to serve them. And it wasn't until Periscope. Remember Periscope? Oh, yeah. I don't even know if it's around today. It's hot today. for like a year. Yeah, it Maybe. was hot for a hot minute. It's yeah. about a year. Yeah. That was the first time I literally was thrown in front of the video. You're kidding me. What? Yeah. Oh, my right hand is very famous. It's been on so many shows. I have worked on every single, practically every single bad reality show out there. I've worked no on it. And so like the side of my head, I've been on a few just doing makeup or styling. This hand is my right hand has been photographed. Famous. It's famous. The yeah. rest of me. No, but just my right hand and the side of my head. Mm-hmm. And I started to, you know, ask myself, like, why the heck couldn't I do this? I started to, like, have ideas of how I can help people. And it just started off as these little tiny baby steps. And then opening my mind and allowing myself to be more than what I was, even though at the time I loved it. And I thought this was going to be my life's work. But the funny thing is... You thought what was going to be the makeup? Was the I life's did work? makeup and styling and working behind the yeah. scenes and doing production. That was my dream. That, that's what I worked so hard to do. And then I realized those plans, mm-hmm. those are just step ones. Those are the step twos. And there's so much more, which initially scared me. Because am I going to risk what's already working for me to do something that seems so crazy like who makes money on the internet like who does that yeah, yeah. and and then as i got more evidence as i saw other people around me who were doing it they were the proof and just like you're the proof and we're proof of what's possible and i just needed a little push and i literally got pushed in front of a live video and it changed my life wow the live video was awful it was sideways on it, periscope on periscope mm-hmm. it was on in my pocket because i was working on set and didn't know how to turn it off and didn't realize it was still on for like 15 Shut minutes up. hilarious that's a great story that was my first live video ever and then after that i was like this is going to give me that platform did, just to share did you share anything embarrassing or say anything embarrassing oh thankfully no like I can't believe I did that. What was I thinking? No, but it was on in my pocket, my pant pocket for like at least 10 minutes. And so people are just like hearing you talk and they just see black. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And wrestling and we're moving around and going from backstage at a really big live event. And today, ironically enough, that's a lot of the work you do is is help people do that exact same thing. I love using live video, which today, this was just three years ago, is an even more powerful tool. It's the vehicle that people can use to get their messaging out there, to get seen and heard and not be so invisible. And when I then set the intention to go from being the faceless, voiceless, not yet a brand, to really setting the intention of, I can help people and this is going to be bigger than what I'm doing now. I have no idea what that is, what it looks like, or how the heck I'm gonna do this. All I knew was, I think I'm made for more. I think I'm meant to do different mm. things. And that's all I knew. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. I've heard a very common theme mm-hmm. of people that didn't have the intention of starting a business or like making money, but they were just kind of like sharing detached from the outcome, you know, just freely. Like, I want to help people. I'm just going to show up. I'm going to do a blog post or answer questions and how many people it's like this accidental entrepreneur where mm-hmm. they turned into it. And I always just get curious, like, I wonder if that's what gave them that initial success is that they were, their audience and their readers could tell that they were just doing it for the love of it, not because they're like trying to make a quick buck or something. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes we assume 
the people who are making it, however you define that and whoever you follow and you look up to them, we assume they had this amazing master plan with all the details and every little plot twist already mapped out. And that wasn't my case. That's not the case of a lot of people. But there's also, now that I get to look back, there was a lot of safety in that. There was that whole, Mm. there's not a ton on the line. I still have something to fall back on. And if anything comes of this, it's all a bonus. Yeah. And the funny thing is now, and you just called it out the other day, it's the, how success can actually almost be the thing that pushes you back. What did you call it? Success is dangerous. Yeah, success is dangerous. It's a really interesting concept because most people are like, what? This is what everyone's what you want. talking about yeah. is success. And the whole idea there is that when everything's working, you're not looking for what's not. Mm-hmm. When you think you're getting what you want, you're not learning. We, mm-hmm. Most of us, most of us. Now, if you're like one of our listeners, chances are you're more trained and self-aware. Of course. You're hip to this. But the average person, not you, the average person, when things are working, they're not learning. They're not asking better questions. They're going, cool, sweet, awesome, yay, celebrate, go do, you know? And if you look at your life, if you look back at anyone's life, and this is what we're gonna get into with, with Tiffany because she's had so much growth and so much success, it's those moments when it wasn't working, those moments when you had mismet expectations, the failed project, promotion, whatever, the letdowns, that's when we, those who actually go on to mm-hmm. become successful, it's in those moments that we stop and we dug deeper. We dug our heels in, we asked a better question, we looked and we discovered something, we learned something. And that's why I always say, whether it's a launch, whatever, you know, you're going after something. You're either gonna get the result that you wanted or the lesson that you needed. And the lessons are always, always far more valuable than the result. Absolutely, and my, my experience so far, because the thing is, we're on this journey and you create these goals and you think you get there quote unquote there and you're like where the heck is this and then you just create other goals and then you realize the journey there is no end point and I hope I never reach it and the more that I've grown through the struggles through the things that have been the hardest points in my life and my business and as an entrepreneur that's really kind of all woven together not like such distinct areas but where I've grown the most is through those learning lessons I used to call them failures I have reframed that, but it's really those learning points, those learning moments that I have learned so much, not just about the business and the how to's and the strategies, but really the thing that makes the most impact is who I am, Mm. what I'm doing, how I'm being, how I'm showing up for the world and my students. And the more growth I've had, the funny thing is I see more growth with my students. Wow. Can you speak about that as like a specific example? Because I think that's really powerful. I think when I was showing up without the intention of really knowing what it is that I'm doing, which is good. It's like that safety in the beginning of not knowing what you don't even know. (laughs) And then learning, wow, I am in a position to really help and coach people to make their goals, their dreams, their businesses happen from scratch. And then there's like the struggle with the responsibility of that, where I quickly had to learn I'm not responsible for their growth. Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible to do their work. I'm responsible in how I show up and what I teach and how I coach. But the more growth I've had, that's been translated directly 
to my students. And so the more I invest in myself, the more I am more curious than I ever have. I hope I never learn enough. There's no such thing to always stay curious and know that where I'm at now is not where I'm going to be. And I'm taking my students with me, the ones that are really, really yeah. dedicated. And that's and exciting. Otherwise, that's boring. Gosh, that, man, that would make life so boring if you had it all figured out. And yeah. the thing is, in the beginning, I had that mindset. Yeah. I had that mentality of, I just want to learn this thing and then I'm going to, I'm going to have it all set. This business is going to be perfect. This is what we call conditional living. What you're speaking oh, yeah. to this, this have to be idea, which is once I have the six figure business or once I have that specific goal or that specific result, mm -hmm. then I can do the things I need to do and I'll finally be successful, be enough, be happy, etc. And that's who I was yeah. until my late thirties, wow. which was a few years ago. And Unfortunately, you kind of learn it the hard way of that, that that's backward is when you actually get that goal, you get to that achievement and uh -huh. you're like, oh, so unfulfilled. Yeah. Or nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. And the moment I remember this distinct moment, it was 10 minutes into the first live event that I went to with you for one of your events, for your first BBD event. The BBD event. Yeah, I was at a BBD Live and it was at a VIP day because I was one of your OG BBD students. Oh, I won a wow. spot. I thought this was the 48-hour film school one. No, this is no, the BBD. I okay. did go to that too, but this yeah. was your first BBD event. And yeah. I had just gone into your inner circle. Do you know that was on my vision board? Yeah, you told me. For a year. Oh, yeah. The Being first, on your the, podcast too has been on boom! my vision board and it's happening. <laughs> okay, but that event, this was so monumental for me and I could completely visualize it exactly as it happened this, this is where you were mad at me oh yeah and i got real pissed at you yeah 10 minutes into this thing we're introducing ourselves and i'm probably regurgitating my resume mm -hmm. because at that point i had gone from i was still working as a makeup artist and a wardrobe stylist working in production but i'm like tiptoeing into the online space had a lot of success initially just as tiptoeing safely yeah. safely yeah. like that's that was my theme in the beginning mm -hmm. and it's still something i struggle with but you know, I was juggling this offline business that I built and loved and then starting to grow this online business, initially starting off as an affiliate marketer. And which is another safety thing we should get into as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just going to share it all. But yeah, so welcome I, to therapy hour. It is Tiffany. Tiffany's live therapy hour. <laughs> Come on in. So I only did that. And I finally created a product because I went through BBD and had, you know, some initial success in the beginning. And then I got into your inner circle. Mm -hmm. So I just, this is January, probably like January 8th. Yeah. I remember it was a January event. Yeah. We're 10 minutes into your darn line of live event. We're introducing ourselves. And then you looked at me and you said, I looked at you when I said it. Cause I just introduced myself. Ouch. And then you called me out. In a way that was like in a very loving way that you do, but you called me out and you said, you are not your accomplishments. Yeah. And it was like a total gut punch because my entire life, and I was probably, you know, in my, I was probably 40, 41 at the time. That was my definition mm. and my entire identity. If I am not the things that I have done to work my booty off to get to this point, which I did and accomplished the things that I did, then who am I if you take those away from me? Yikes. And I was like, how the hell do I get out of this room? Yeah. Because it shook me. Yeah. And I remember there was a couple people in there that knew me previously that were at this little preview VIP event. And one of the girls turned around and said, 
you are enough just because of who you are. And immediately I was like, that's the like, biggest BS. You, that's I, ridiculous. Are you kidding me? That's the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. So that's yeah. the person I was just a few years ago. Yeah. And so imagine every time you come short of your goals, mm-hmm. imagine what a failure I felt like every time yeah. I didn't live up to my goals, that I wasn't the overachiever. But that served me my entire life. Well, yeah, let's until I mean, that I, point. I want to dig in. How how specifically did it did it serve you? Because it does have benefits. Of course, because I got into the school that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Because I played two sports in college and high school, and because I had the walking resume. I was a human walking resume. Yeah, and if especially you when you're good at what you set yourself out to do, like and hey, you're rewarded yeah. for it. Yeah. I got the top clients. I had clients that stayed with me where, you know, in my field, it is the dream to be the celebrity request. It is the dream to have a job because in production, whether you're working behind the scenes or you're the the talent, you're either employed or you're out of work. You got a gig or you don't. I was rarely giggless. <laughs> Is that a word? Not, not gig- giggless. I was full of giggles. Gigs. <laughs> yes, exactly. I work Giggful. consistently, yeah. but I was killing myself, and that was one of the reasons why. So that's that was the next piece. So, like, what yeah. is the the consequence of of acting and operating that way, of defining who you are by your accomplishments? I was broken. I mean, I was broken physically. I was broken mentally. What do, What do you mean by that, too? I mean, you you had me as a case study for business by design and really that program was such a catalyst to allow me the opportunity to see that I can build a viable business that now was like 10 times what I grew offline. And I only shared it with your audience that I was really ill. I hid a lot. You can hide a lot with Instagram photos and filters. You can just show up when you feel good, but I got really ill. I was in the ER several times. I, was so ill and you know developed lots of autoimmune diseases that are totally preventable and completely the product because you were always going of my insane work schedule yeah insane yeah so in one sense it's positive because it gives you drive yeah but the shadow side of that is that there's no break no break why would i take a break yeah if I'm alive, I'm gonna I'm gonna work. If I'm gonna you know sleep when I'm dead, I used to you know say stuff like that. Nobody's gonna outwork me. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And then there's the whole thing. You know, my parents immigrated here. Mm-hmm. I've never seen two people work harder. Yeah. And then I also realized I don't want to live when I retire. I, and yeah, now, I don't want to start living yeah, when I start retire. Living. 100%. Yeah, and yeah. that's where a lot of people are conditioned. Yeah. And now I have the complete opposite. But at the time. I thought I had to work hard in order to earn anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about that in a moment. Uh, <laughs> so much. <you laughs> work guys. hard to earn. Yeah. You know, we're, I, I'm not a parent yet, mm-hmm. but I'm very clear, especially from observing my best friend, who's my three-year-old nephew, yes. how much young children or children really of any age are not listening to their parents, mm-hmm. but they are like cloning their behavior oh yeah and their actions they're observing they're observing and like little copycats and i know for me it was the same thing like i observed my parents being mm-hmm. the hardest working people i'd ever met and yeah. I mean, that's why this podcast really exists is because <laughs> right i had to shed myself of this you know do more to make more work hard to be successful non-stop thing mm-hmm. and i mean isn't that the definition of work ethic it was for me yeah 
Exactly. Yeah. It's like working harder than the next person. But it's also interesting that when you broke yourself free of this identity of mm-hmm. you are what your accomplishments are, this is where life gets magical to me. This is where really what I love about this podcast and these conversations. The moment you broke yourself free of that, isn't it funny how you created more accomplishments? So much more. Like how much more? This is this is like literally the still fascinating like cosmic joke that I have not figured out but it just is true time and time and time and time again yeah it's like the less you care about the thing the more you experience it the less you have attachment to it and meaning to it and the, the less you like focus dwell etc like the more it comes in your life yeah. so when you're no longer defined by your accomplishments which of course that's what drove you to have accomplishments mm-hmm. you let go of that and all of a sudden like you have all this in- increased results and, and accomplishment in your life but i still fought it for a long time, I was it, mad it, at you. Yeah. I was really mad at you. I was like, I need to get out of the inner circle. I mean, I didn't show up in a very good way in the beginning either. Yeah. You could tell I was physically, viscerally uncomfortable. I felt like I shouldn't be in that room. I didn't earn my spot. Nothing's going to be good enough. I mean, I went through all the yeah. things and I never really talked about this, but I think we always see like the beautiful buttoned up after. And there's so much to be said about the messy middle and how messy mine was in and that first year, that year from that day, like January 8th, and you're telling me that I'm not how I define myself. It was such a, a rough year of growth yeah. that before I got to like the pretty and you know end picture, it was messy. Mm-hmm. I had to like re-identify myself. As I'm going through the transition year, that was my big transition year where I'm like, okay, 70% of my income is coming from my offline business, 30% is coming from offline, online. And then transitioning where, oh my gosh, I'm making way more money online and I'm actually holding myself back because I'm not working inside my business. I'm not working on it. I'm just everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm really nowhere. And then identifying myself, if I'm not my accomplishments and I'm not known for being so-and-so's makeup artist or so-and-so's stylist and all of the, you know, the resume. Well, I have to assume as well that when you're in an industry like you are, like film and TV and reality TV, that's the environment fosters that as well. Oh, you're rewarded for it. And, And then you have the fear of it that you're in or you're out you know, yeah. like <laughs> there's that pressure and it happens to people just as much, you know, in the production side yeah. as well. Well, here, here's where else I think this is such a fascinating conversation because as coaches and teachers ourselves and a lot of our listeners are as well, I think it's very easy to pull away or avoid having our students get upset. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I know you and I both lean into it because we both know, and this is the perfect example, mm-hmm. that when you're, for lack of a better, uh, better way to say it, when you're pissing your client off, that's probably when they're the closest to like the biggest breakthrough of their life. It was the biggest breakthrough. Yeah. And I, I had to be like, I'm okay. Like you're like, I, I even tell, mm-hmm. especially our master members, like, yeah, you can hate me. You can curse me. You have mm-hmm. every right to. I'm just going to share what I know to be true and what's helped me and what's helped a lot of other people. And look, what's happening is I'm challenging people's model of the world, their yeah. belief system, the way they see the world. And the thing is, is that ego of ours mm-hmm. is trying so hard to be right. It is fighting so hard for any last, like something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. 
And the last thing is to just let me beat down my coach. Let me beat down my mentor and make them wrong so I can fight for my limitation. I can argue for my belief. Even if it doesn't serve me, it doesn't matter because I just need to be right. That's the, the ego. And you got to let go. Yeah. If you and I grow. thought I was coachable and I thought I had an open mind, but there was so much resistance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you stood your ground and you didn't care if you're I, stubborn, but I'm more stubborn. I know I am really <laughs> stubborn. It's crazy. Like we have a lot of similarities yeah. in our personality yeah. and I'm very stubborn, yeah. but I knew enough that I didn't know enough, Yeah. but you hit me right where I had no idea what my identity was. I mean, I did. I thought I had no idea, but I had to redefine. So that whole year, I call it my reinvention tour. It's beautiful. Because I yeah. I had to redefine myself. Yeah. And I'm not my accomplishments. Yeah. I'm not the things that I've done. And by the way, everything that you're saying and this journey you've gone through, I went through the same thing. Yeah. Now, I went through it a little bit younger than you. Mm-hmm. I was about 26 okay. when I first, like, when I had my reinvention, like 26 to 28. That's when I went through like all this weird, like woo-woo energy stuff. I was like, what WTF is this? You know, <laughs> like seriously. And I I worked with this person mm-hmm. and I would get in the car. On, it was a two hour drive home. And the whole time I was just cursing her out loud. Who does she think she is? This is nonsense, ridiculous. The, and, and I was fighting for it. Yeah. And I have to imagine, and this is why I bring this up, is that it's, it has to be a lot easier at a, at a younger age. You oh, know, yeah. Someone in I was so set in my ways. <laughs> versus, like, yeah, like someone in the 20s yeah. versus someone in 40s mm-hmm. where in twenties, in my 20s, I had no success. So mm-hmm. I at least was like, well, nothing's worked. Mm. So I guess, like, I don't have much of an argument to back yeah. my case. Whereas for you, to have success, mm-hmm. you know, from that, to have so much of a positive benefit for holding on to that model of the world, the amount of courage that that must take to let go of that and try something on new that's different, that's not easy. And I know a lot of our listeners are in a very similar place. Like wow, coming, most of my students. Coming from a corporate world yes. or something where this has worked. This is why we say over and over, and I know that always resonated with you, what got you here won't get you there. Yes, right? I have it like tattooed <laughs> across my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can see it every morning in the bathroom. It's yeah. true. and. I just needed that one little piece of proof that there's more and that maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And, just and, it's, and here's the thing is this, it's not that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's because that's what the ego operates from is this right or wrong. Right. Oh, I'm wrong. Great. Now I'm going to shame myself and mm-hmm. I'm going to make meaning that I'm an idiot, yeah. not cut out for this, you know, all that crap. And mm-hmm. that's not what this is about at all is it's what's effective and what works. Mm-hmm. It's about applying different strategies. And it's, it's, and that's it. It's like, Hey, this strategy worked over here. You know, that strategy of I am my accomplishments worked in the sense that it probably got you some initial accomplishments in your life. Yeah. And then it no longer served you. No, it broke me. I was physically ill. And now I realize what I was holding on to is such a tiny percentage of what I was capable of. And that's Mm. what you saw. Otherwise Mm. you wouldn't have pushed me totally yeah yeah even though i didn't like you at the time yeah and the thing is i do that with my students now because i was so the people pleaser yeah you could not i mean my job was rewarded by how perfect and amazing i would make people look and feel if Mm. i didn't get rewarded for that then what are my talents for why am i here and the opposite was true the more i push my students the more i let go of them 
looking at me as a friend, that's not what a coach does. Right. I mean, that happens fantastic, but I'm holding them back. And so as my growth continues, but especially through those years, I can see that I'm making a far bigger impact today than when I started two or three years ago. And I think that's one of the things that when you're just starting out, you're a beginner, you're learning, you're always learning, but to cut yourself some slack that you're not comparing yourself to the James Wedmores that have been coaching for over 10 years, that we're doing what we're doing and we're also working on ourselves. And that's something even today I've been struggling with and still overcoming like the total work in progress. Like who am I to coach somebody when I'm still going through the same Mm. thing? They may not know it, but we're not all perfectly figured out. And I love these conversations because I want to hear more of this, not to validate what I'm doing to hold myself back, but to really know that, all of us go through this, that the thing that gets us to that end point or the next goal is knowing that it's not perfect. It's not beautiful that we doubt ourselves Mm -hmm. or we're constantly holding ourselves back because we're trying to please everybody, which ends up pleasing nobody or helping nobody not making the impact. hundred percent. And I've said for a long time that you don't have to like me in order for me to help you. Right. And, And it's so true. And it's, it's so important that when I'm working with someone and I know you're the same way, you're operating from the commitment to give them what they need, not what that they want. Right. There's a very big difference in that. Huge. Because look, if people knew what they wanted and they knew that that's what they, what they wanted was what they needed, they yeah. would have it and it'd be working. And this is a very important concept, especially like from both sides of this. As always being coachable, no matter where you are, smart entrepreneurs are always learning. They're always evolving. They're always intaking new content, new ideas, and new perspectives, and that's how they grow, and that's how they grow their business. Whereas the ones that struggle and the ones that fail are the ones that think they know it all. Mm -hmm. That is the curse of the know-it-all. That is so dangerous, and it's right now, because there's so much content out there, you're listening to so many podcasts, good for you. You're listening to every episode here. We appreciate that. I love that. But all of a sudden, the ego or something tries to trick you into saying, I know this. I know this. And you know, I always use this analogy of like, You've heard me say this, where if you read a book on how to swim, but you'd never been in the ocean or the water before, do you know how to swim? No. No, you just have a head full of content, mm-hmm. but you don't have the actual experience. And that's a really important thing because if, if you have a goal in your business, something you desire, an outcome, a result, and you haven't accomplished that, you don't know how to do it. Otherwise, you would have done it. Right. Even if you have the steps, even if you have 10 online courses that you've gone through <laughs> and passed the tests and gotten a certification and a thumbs up and you, all these things, you don't know how to do it until you've done it, period. Right. Period. But so many people are approaching their business and their life from a very closed off perspective of I'm only going to intake information that validates and confirms what I already know. Mm-hmm. But what I already know isn't working. Otherwise, I wouldn't be looking and wanting and needing something new yeah you know that's a that's a very important thing to stay coachable and it's interesting that you even said like i thought i was coachable i thought i was yeah Yeah. and something that's really happening in my business in just the last year is is this crazy to say it out loud and i know that you kind of shared a little bit of this i don't know if you shared on the podcast but it was that dream that you have of the airplane crashing oh yeah you know what we've we put that that story and that dream into the new video series because it was it was such a like life changer for me let's talk about that yeah. because it's so uncomfortable for me right now but it's the thing that i have conversations with privately yeah. 
with my friends yeah. and people in the mastermind, yeah. but I don't really hear about it publicly. So, and, and every person you have a conversation with, they, they say, I have the same fear. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there's one of two fears that's driving every single person here who has, if you're listening and you have a business, chances are one of these two fears is driving you. The first one is if you don't have the results you want, like you're just starting, mm-hmm. your business hasn't made it, whatever mm-hmm. made it means, mm-hmm. you have a fear of, will this ever work? And what if it doesn't, mm-hmm. right? Then I'm gonna just warn you right now, if you're operating from that fear, I'm just gonna tell you what's coming ahead. Because one day, if you stick with it and you operate from the place of my success is inevitable, the only failure is when you choose to give up, right? Right. Because that's when we only guarantee that you can't get a result. If you never put it out there, if you never sell it, if you never do the launch, you never do the promotion, you never show up, you're never gonna get a result. I can guarantee that. You have the can, result that you fear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is so ironic. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, why aren't you putting it out there? I'm afraid no one's gonna buy it. Like, like right, right now? now? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know. Again, look, we can laugh at it, but like when you're in it, it's it's so hard to oh, see. Oh, I was there. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, laughing because I were. was there and I was thinking that, yeah. The moment you do make it, the moment you have some success, that we launch, a promotion, the whatever, that fear, it's like it immediately gets replaced with a new one, which is, what if this doesn't last? I thought I was a fluke. Like it was just you. It's just luck. Oh, for years I had that fear. Years. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Now, you get what you focus on. So what do you get when you keep focusing on this isn't going to last? You start finding evidence too, don't you? Oh, you yeah. S- you go, oh, this refund means this is the beginning of the end. Yeah. This is it. They or hate you, me. The, la- oh, the, the, the launch didn't go as well as you want to go. Mm-hmm. I've tapped out. Mm-hmm. I've tapped out my, this is all I've got. <laughs> I it's, have said that to the, you. The, the, <laughs> the engines have died and now it's just like <laughs> gravity's taking us down the ground. Okay, so the dream I had yeah. was reoccurring for years from about 2008 to 2013. Who has a reoccurring dream for five years? Oh my gosh. And it was, I've always had a fear of flying, not anymore. But I had always had, during that time, I had a fear of flying, which by the way, most people say is like a fear of lack of control. I, I don't really have that anymore. Like, but a lot of entrepreneurs do have control issues, right? We, we in our seven figure mastermind, the biggest thing that people are struggling with, it's team building. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing is letting go of the need to control. Mm-hmm. That control, it's the same thing. Like it's another belief around you are not your accomplishments. That whole control thing got entrepreneurs to a certain level. But now you realize that to go bigger, to realize your full vision, you can't do it all yourself. And if, if you need other people to help you do it, which you do, you can't still hold on to all the control. Do it your way, the right way. You want it done <laughs> right, do it your way. That's the biggest like nonsense baloney I've ever heard in my life. And people think that's so true. If you want something done right, do it yourself. Right. B.S. Anyways, so like letting go of control, that's a big thing. So for five years, I had this dream and it was such a like a nightmare mm-hmm. where I'd be like on a balcony. Usually I was on a deck or a balcony. I was looking up in the sky and I was seeing a plane and as it's going up, all of a sudden something happens and it just starts dropping and it would usually crash right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And every time in the dream, by the way, I would run towards the plane. Like I gotta help the survivors or I gotta fix this crash. And I am so clear today that that dream was a message from my subconscious of the fear, symbolizing the fear I had of my business coming crashing down. Mm-hmm. The plane is this vessel, that's the vehicle that's taking you from one destination to another, and it's crashing down. And I was afraid of it crashing. And I was driven for years by that. 
I release that fear. And we want to talk about this too. Like, what? how do we do some of this work? We always talk about like, I got, I did this work. I've had this work. I and then I got this. here. Yeah. And it's like, well, how do we do this work? I don't know. Right. Let's, I mean, we, we can talk about that. But I finally released that. Like, I really like let that go. And there's kind of like an emotional way I do it. And then there's like a very logical way. You know, you can have like your own like lawyer talk, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you can debate yourself and like discredit this argument of like, how is this going to come crashing down when I finally let it go. My business at that time was only like 300,000 a year immediately went to over a million and the next year, 2 million. And then another year, like two, 2.5, then three, then eight. It's like, that's the going back to exactly what I said before. It's like the moment you let go of these things is the moment you're free. And that's when you get everything that you were afraid you weren't going to get. You know, we actually think that like being afraid of something is doing something to protect us or serve us or help us. Like if I worry about this enough, it won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's crazy. And how's that working for us? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But it's the opposite that's true. It's like when you realize it's the fear or worry that's actually creating that, Mm. that result, self like fulfilling prophecy. That's when we realize like we can't afford for a second. When, and I've talked about this, by the way, and, and I'll shut up and let you talk again because this is your interview. But <laughs> I did, we did a post and like people were pissed on Instagram about this. Not only a few, but like you have to assume if a few people were upset, other people were and they didn't say anything. But it was like crazy because I don't think people get it. Mm. And the post was a quote from this episode, the podcast. It said, if you truly knew how powerful you were, like how powerful your thoughts are, how powerful your attention is, you would never think a negative thought again. Now, are we always gonna think negative thoughts? Of course we are. Of course, we're human. It's a part of the human condition. We're flawed, we're emotional creatures, we're doing the best we can. The point is, is that most of us don't get how powerful our thoughts are mm-hmm. and where we put our attention and how we use our brain. We let our brain use us. We let our thoughts think us instead of the other way around. Right. And it's like, you think all day, you worry all day about the plane crashing. Guess what's going to happen? And, you know, people, you know, people are upset. I I don't know why, but (laughs) ironically, they were thinking negative thoughts about the post, which kind of like proves the point. But I'm serious, guys. Like, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. People that suffer from like anxiety in their business. Like they, they literally just worry, worry, worry all day long. It's tragic. I'm not saying I have all the you know, answers for them, but you keep focusing on it. You're going to get what you focus on. We know that, you know, this. for everyone listening, this hippie woo woo mindset stuff, we talk, we keep talking about it. What do you think it is? Like, you're not just manifesting when you close your eyes for five minutes and visualize the red Ferrari. You're also manifesting all day long. Like when you're worried and freaking out and staying up late at night for all the things you don't for all the things you don't want. Yeah. You're manifesting that life becomes so much easier. This is, this is the perfect full circle moment. The moment you let go of a fear or worry of what if I'm not my accomplishments? Because mm-hmm. the opposite is always true. Is that I am my accomplishments, who am I if I'm not? Mm-hmm. When all of that gets erased completely, you are just free to create. There was no resistance, there was no foot on the brake, there's not two steps forward, one step back. Boom, what do you know? Your business explodes, happiness level, the, the, the health issues go away, like, boom. So same thing here. So tell me about this. You've had that worry that it's all gonna go yeah. crashing down. And you think, with the next launch or with the next promotion that you would have the evidence that you need intellectually yeah. in your head when and you overthink. And that's again backwards. Once oh, I right. do, once I have a successful next launch, mm-hmm. I'll no longer have to worry yeah. about my business crashing and I'll be successful and happy <laughs> and I'll live happily ever after. And for me, it didn't work because it's like, you know, your first 200 students, your first 500 students, 
that number just keeps you You're, keep chasing it. after 1650 students am i still feeling like this yeah. and it wasn't about those numbers it wasn't there was nothing that i needed to know that i've made it that this isn't a fluke that what i teach works mm -hmm. that i had to really own the fact that what i'm teaching is powerful and it's transformative and that's something that how crazy is this but i just started figuring this out literally after our last mastermind retreat and, and figured what out specifically that it's not about chasing the next launch or the next number or the next goal mm -hmm. because i think this is why last year i came just short of a million dollars I really think that I held myself back. Tell me more about that. Because it's this big number that so many entrepreneurs chase. It's yep. that first six-figure launch or the first six-figure year, yep. right? That's yep. like that huge pinnacle that you want to get to. And then you get there and you're still feeling terrible about yourself and you're seeking more validation. If you even get there. If you even get there. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you're needing more validation, bigger validation. And so for me last year, it was just that I should be there. Right. And for all the reasons that I overthought and over worried, worried yeah. myself to death and pushed myself in ways that I that didn't serve me. Right. Because notice even in the I should be there, where is your attention? Right. It's on I'm not there. Yeah. And comparing myself to everyone else I know. Yeah. All those things. I, None of it worked. <laughs> like no one will hear what I'm about to say. Like like one or two people. Tell me if you're the one or two person, by the way, like on Instagram, please. Because I have a story that people don't listen. And that's my story. But I hope that you are. Because like we just got, I get so passionate about it. Some, some, sometimes sounds like I'm angry. And I'm, I am. I'm angry because I've been there, guys. Yeah. Like it's it's fascinating to me that people are like, well, you're James Wedmore. You're, you're Coach Glitter. It's like, no. I'm not who you think I am, yeah. it, it, that you've put on a stupid pedestal. I'm you. I'm just you not buying into the BS that you've been buying into. And you let that go. I can be sitting here going, you're so-and-so. Yes. Look at you. And I've seen when, when people get this and they drop it, I've seen people have, especially in the inner circle, have some of the most like meteoric, massive catapulting growths like in a year. Mm -hmm. Like we have one person that came in three years ago. And they almost didn't join because it was the biggest, scariest investment they'd ever made in their business. And they were like a quarter of a million. And today, three years later, they're almost probably going to hit four million today. Are you kidding me? Oh in like three years? Gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it's like 12x your revenue or something like that. I mean, that is amazing. And, mm -hmm. and that happens so fast. I mean, I know in internet years, it's like 20,000 years, <laughs> but in real life years, it's like three years, three <gasps> years, two and a half, something like that. Right. So here's what I'm going to say. It just, it's magical. It sounds backwards, but like the less you give a shit about something, the quicker and easier you get it. Mm -hmm. and it's just like, I mean, yes, there's that book. I never read it with the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. And it's like, Stop putting so much meaning and identifying who you are, making who you are based on some stupid number. Oh, I'm six figure. Oh, I'm seven. I'm like, look, in your marketing, that's one thing. But like in your personal life and in your head and who you are, who you're not, you're not your accomplishments. And by the way, notice it's also new level, new devil. Oh, yeah. You know, so now it's, oh, I need to be a million dollar business owner to have this accomplishment because uh -huh. that's who I need to be. And I'm not that. The moment you stop caring about it, is the moment it comes in. I freaking guarantee you, drop it, let it go, fall in love with the process, fall in love with the work that you do, mm -hmm. do not give an ish 
about the outcome because it's out of your hands anyway. It is. I've it, had I've had super smart, super successful, super amazing people launch during our last election. Fail. <laughs> it's not defining them. It's like maybe there's a lot of other noise. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> like there's so much else outside of our control. Like why would you do that? You just you have no control over. So why would you then say this is who I am or not mm-hmm. as a result of it? Let it go. Mm-hmm. I, easier said than done, though, right? It takes practice. <laughs> but I'm getting there. I am getting there because, yeah. you know, what I was doing before is not working. Mm-hmm. And to seek validation and affirmation as to who you are, mm-hmm. yeah, that is setting yourself up for the yeah. biggest disappointment and failure. That's something you, you used to do a lot of, yeah. is seeking validation. Who are you seeking validation from? Everybody. Me? Yeah. Validation given. I, I think <laughs> I actually literally have to validate your parking, by the way. So I parked on the street. I will. Oh, I was like, I will literally be giving you validation See, I today. It. I didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I intentionally didn't park on your property. So yeah. I wouldn't need your validation. This is where my current work in progress is really focused on because the validation. Oh yeah. Cause I'm having so much more true joy and enjoyment mm-hmm. in what I've created this foundation in my business and to make that bigger because I know it's only going to get bigger and I don't mean just with revenue and things like that I really feel like that's like the side effect almost of what you're doing it's a side effect it totally is because I I'm not driven by the the cash I like it but let me tell you buying cool things and having the things that does not fill you up if everything else is so empty in your life And for me, especially once you watch like Marie Kondo on Netflix and you're like, I just get rid of it all. Anyways, get rid of all of this crap. (laughs) Absolutely. So for me, it's the fulfillment of this joy that I have to serve my students. That's what drives me. And it starts to sound like really cheesy and cliche, but I remember when we we launched video traffic Academy in 2011, I've told Mm -hmm. this story as well. And I fell into this like really deep depression because we made all this money in a very short amount of time. And I was doing the same thing. I thought I would finally be defined by that accomplishment. Yeah. And when you wake up one day and realize that nothing's changed, (sighs) you start to understand like maybe why an actor would get into drugs or get depression or something because you have to assume that they've they've chased all this success so they could get Mm -hmm. recognition and love and loyalty and all these people to know them and like them. And I got a little dose of that, you know, yeah. a couple, I think we had, I don't know, a thousand or two students sign up in 30 days. It was amazing. Wow. It was amazing, but nothing about who I am changed. Mm-hmm. That's scared. That scared the living shit out of me. Like yeah. I, I just was, couldn't get off my couch. I started smoking pot like three times a day and was like, what's the point? Why even keep going if that's the most amazing thing I've done in my life and it hasn't changed a thing. Then we started to get facebook post back of, of the results people were seeing and it was like that was a drug when someone was like holy cow this just happened it's changed my life it's changed my business i just got my first sale i've just got my first and you're like whoa that what was that because that felt good yeah and that was in 2011 mm-hmm. every week now on our meetings i think i tell our listeners this we share at least five to ten case studies results and wins from our students at every level from the podcast from business by design from next level and the mastermind and that drug has still has not lost its high. Yeah. It is still the thing that lights us all up as a team. And it's like, I don't know if it's just like cheating, but nothing gives us as a team and not just myself, but as a team, 
more fuel, more juice to mm-hmm. just keep going and do it bigger, do it better, do it more awesomer. That's the drug I like. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. Happily. And it really is the delete key on all this crap. It, it is. really is. Because you go into a launch, you go into writing an email, you go into that live, your people don't need your fears in that moment. They need you taking a stand for them. Mm-hmm. They need you, despite how much worry, concern, fear, trepidation, stories, beliefs, and whatever in your head you have, you do it anyways. Because you need to be the proof of what's possible for them. You need to do it first. Right. You need to say, let me show you how it's done. And stepping into and owning that, that took a long time for me Mm. because I would diminish my accomplishments. How funny is that? I'm trying to go for these accomplishments and like prove myself and my worthiness based on those things. And at the same time, when I did create those transformations with my students, I would diminish them. Yep. And and what's a specific way you would diminish them? Like they'd come in and say, Tiffany, your course is amazing. I just got my, I just got my first sale. I just got this, blah, blah, blah. And then what would you say? That was all you. That had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And it had a little something to do with me. You know, they did it. I can't make anybody do anything. Right. But I would literally downplay what it is that I'm coaching Mm -hmm. and helping them. Or I think you would even downplay it worse because I do do the same thing. I'm like, you brought up earlier this whole great conversation of responsibility to versus responsible for. For, yeah. Right? We're responsible to our commitments uh, mm-hmm. and expectations of what we deliver in, in a product, service, offer, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we take on the responsibility for another human's life because you can't control how someone thinks, what they think, what actions yeah. they take, their habits. Their t- you can't. That's their own life. And you rob them of living their best life possible if you mm-hmm. take that on. And that's the other thing, too, is like I look back. I would never want someone to build my business for me. You wouldn't have a business if you did anyways. Or, or the moment they walked away from it, what do I got? I, yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah. But why would why would you want someone to do it all for you? Then right. then you definitely haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. It's not even you. Like that's the whole beauty of it. It's like when you get to the finish line or a finish line, a milestone really, and you get mm-hmm. to you're climbing up the mountain, you look down, and you're like, look how far I've come. Yeah. That's amazing. And I did that, right? So I know when I'm working with a student, they share a result and they want to give you or myself credit. You know, I'm like, look, it's, it's you. Cause mm-hmm. you had to step up. You had to do the work. But when it comes to seeing the pattern of all your students getting results, mm-hmm. is there that voice in your head saying, well, they would have done this anyways. It's not because of the course. The course didn't help. It's not really good enough. It needs more, you know, all that type yes. of stuff. And I'll tell you, this is a very common thing because I notice it myself. Hmm. Not so much anymore because you can train yourself out of this, but I think it's just, I think it's just like a brain thing. The brain doesn't want to see change. Like mm. it doesn't want change. It doesn't want to acknowledge your growth. It wants to keep you like that status quo, who you are, right? Because it wants to align with the identity of who you've been, mm-hmm. right? And so you just start doing something different. It's like, no, no, we're going to delete. We're going to ignore that. That wasn't really, you're not really growing. You're not really changing. And look, anyone listening right now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just look back the last 12 months of your life, this time last year, and look backwards and see the growth that you have had and really take a moment and get present to where you've come in 12 months. And even notice if you're actually doing that on this podcast or just going through the motions and not actually doing it. But if you actually are doing it, notice if your brain is already starting to say, well, I haven't really done that much. It's just lying to you right there. In that moment, it's lying to you. It's trying to say, uh-huh, you haven't changed. You're the same old you. Back to your old ways because we don't like change. 
I guarantee you have. If you sat there and said, hold on. That's why you'll see we do it in the mastermind nonstop. I'm always getting you to focus on what's a win. Let's celebrate mm-hmm. anything, everything. Let's document it. Let's celebrate it like physically. You know, mm-hmm. my favorite celebrations are those staycations because you just, you remember them. Mm-hmm. You know, I can distinctly remember room service at the Surf and Sand Hotel. <laughs> That's my definition of success. Yeah. <laughs> it's room service. It's same here. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Love it. So that, I mean, that's really important. The distinction of responsible to responsible for. Mm-hmm. Everyone is, has, needs to be responsible for their own life. And yeah. you hurt people if you're not letting them take their own responsibility. You're not helping. I don't know if you're hurting them, but you're not doing them any good. Right. Okay, wait. I want to go back. Let's, let's talk about this. Like, this is the big one is the, the whole fear of the business coming crashing down. Yeah. Do you still feel remnants of that? Not as much. I mean, honestly, it's not completely gone. Yeah. But I think... I mean, it's still there a little bit, but I do have more, I don't, yeah, I, it's not as big how, as how it would was. It, how would it show up now? How would you know that it's still there? What would it look like? It's the waking up with the anxiety. And the, waking the up in the morning. Oh yeah, in the morning with anxiety. And I haven't had that in months. So in the past, you've woken up and like, you feel anxious. Oh yeah, just in the morning, every single morning. And so what are the type of things you're saying to yourself? in the morning that you know that this has to do with the business. And the last it. launch was the best launch. I'm never going to be able to do another one like that. And, wow. and then therefore this is like as good as it gets. It's, it's as good as it gets. It's over. I've got yeah. my 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Now you say this is not, it's not as bad. Like you've mm-hmm. evolved. It's gotten bad. It's gotten better. What, what have you done to like not make it as bad? It's that thing that you always said that I probably rolled my eyes internally without probably. physically rolling my eyes. No, you do it physically. We can I do too. <laughs> I thought I was better at hiding it. Yeah. It's the detaching, detaching from the outcome mm-hmm. that really honing in on why I'm doing what I'm doing, that it's a bigger vision. It's a bigger cause. Sometimes my husband will joke. He's like, you know, you don't have to run this business if you don't want to. Yeah. Like taking the pressure off of me. Yeah, right. And then I laugh because, oh my gosh, I'm just not equipped. I'm not made that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's this bigger vision of what I'm creating. I feel like it's more of a movement than it is just a business. Mm. That I'm impacting yes. lives. Yes. Like that's what drives me. Well, this that, is not about just my P&Ls and my, yes. all that. And that's what I was saying is like when anybody who hears this steps into this place of service, like, and you're just leading from, as cheesy as this sounds, I don't care if it sounds cheesy, like you're leading from your heart and it's this selfish <sighs> detached like is. i just want to help people because i think deep down everyone wants to help people yeah everyone does and the thing is is it's like maslow's hierarchy of needs when you're more focused on your survival you're more focused on your own needs when you get past survival it's like those higher levels is all about purpose and service mm-hmm. and you know the dent you make in the world mm-hmm. and if you just, the irony is if you just, and what we're trying to say here is if you just skip that and you go right to the service and impact, like the survival needs really take care of itself. I'm going to tell you how I really came over a lot of those fears. A few things had to change for me of the business coming crashing down. First of all, on a logical conceptual level, I realize I'm so grateful that from what I have accomplished in my life, mm-hmm. it's evidence that I've mastered what I believe to be true is some of the most valuable skills that you can learn in our modern Western society. Marketing, copywriting, selling, audience building, teaching, all of that. And at the end of the day, like 
I don't believe that those are going away. Mm-hmm. I believe they're still in very short demand. In fact, with more and more businesses getting started, they'll always be in high demand. And so fundamentally, logically for our left brain, it's <laughs> part of us that satiated that. I realized that I'm operating in a zone of genius that if something change, you know, cause people say like, something's gonna change the economy, blah, 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 blah. It's like, these, th- these are skills that will always be in demand. Yeah, no matter what happens with social media and the algorithm. Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, yeah, if your entire business is, is banked on like how to get more followers on Instagram and Instagram goes away, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But behind that, in order for you to build a business, you learn business building. You learn mm-hmm. leadership, communication, influence, persuasion, selling, marketing, all that stuff. That is so like, most people suck at it. Yeah. They do. And there's a massive need for it. That's why most eight out of 10 businesses fail. Why? Because they can't market and they can't sell their stuff. Mm -hmm. So there will always be a need. And whether it translates into a service, an agency, something else, like one-on-one, there will always be that problem existing in the marketplace. And I believe that. And that really gave me a lot of like certainty of of a bottom, like Mm -hmm. a, a stable foundation. But deeper than that, from James's weird spiritual woo-woo crap, Mm -hmm. um, as I always joke about, is I started to create and operate from deeper contexts in my life. One of which is this Rumi quote that always stood out to me. It's just like, it's so beautiful. It's so simple. I love it. It's this idea of it's all rigged in your favor. Mm -hmm. Beginning to create my own spiritual context of you're here to thrive your success is inevitable it's always going to work out for you and you get what you focus on and faith over fear and trust and mm-hmm. it's all rigged in your favor all of a sudden it's like that's the game like mm. and and that's you're making me cry yeah, <sighs> yeah. And, and look that's i'm not saying that's easy right right it's not easy to have that level of faith but that becomes the game and so today the game i'm always playing it's mm-hmm. i look at it like a tennis match it's a tennis match between my head and my heart. Mm. And the goal is to continue to practice and improve the heart winning the tennis match. Because we've spent our whole lives, and there is that Einstein quote of like, mm. we, we, you've spent our whole lives like, you know, learning how to use our head and ignoring our, you know, our true genius, our true calling, which is, which is our heart, our intuition that knows, yeah. always knows best. It, 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 look, anytime you're dealing with conflict, overwhelm, struggle, like an internal resistance it's a conversation between your heart and your head and we know even logically that's what's ironic about this whole (laughs) thing you know logically that the heart is always right it's always right Mm -hmm. but we've we either can't figure out which is you know we can't separate the two well which one is which right right it's usually whatever came first is the heart you know like i had this inclination i had this nudge i had this urge i had this idea this inspiration oh, ah, ah, i got this great idea and then all of a sudden it's like oh but what if it doesn't work what if they don't like me what if it's all know, the what ifs what if it takes too much time what if i waste time what if i that's the head mm-hmm. and the 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 head's wrong the yeah. head's always wrong it is compared to the heart and we're betting on the head yeah we're using that for all of our decisions yeah you know so for me when i had that deeper context of just know and that's that's the game it's just like always faith always trusting and really Mm -hmm. then stepping into i believe and i and i believe we all are i think every person listening it's not just some cheesy cliche thing Mm -hmm. that we're here for a reason Mm. and when you realize that there's there's actually a reason here for you that you're here Mm -hmm. it's not an accident 
it's not just that you're here for a reason, but that where you are and what you've chosen to do out of the gajillion options, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why you chose that. There's a reason why you're going through this. Even if you're going through the worst struggling time in your life, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And it's a reason that's bigger than you. Oh, it's so true. And that when I get my little ego head, James, out of the way, that is when I get to just be the function of and the manifestation of the reason why I'm here. Right. And that is to serve and like just show up. And it's funny because our team was reviewing a lot of content that we want to put on Instagram and more on the podcast. And they were reviewing calls that have been in like our inner circle and coaching calls in the business by design group. And they're like, yeah, we want to turn this little clip into really cool Instagram video and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, let me see what you got. What'd you come up with? They're showing it to me. And I'm like, I said that (laughs) I sound really smart. (laughs) I was like, and I'm joking, but I'm like, I don't remember saying that. Yeah. And that's because like, you kind of just like, I don't get on a call when I'm here to on a podcast or serve our members in some way. I don't sit there and go like, I hope it's good enough. And blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, it has to be before we start. It has to be for me and it should be for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do these people need? Mm. Let's give it to them. Yeah. And that's coming from the heart. And it's just like, show up. Yeah. And that's how I calm my nerves before I still get nervous. Before what? Everything I do. Like a Facebook Live? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I have brainwashed myself to Good. tell myself you that did. I am excited. And I teach my students that because the feelings, yeah. sensations are the same. Yeah. So I do a little Britney dance sometimes. I do a dance party too. One Britney, one Beyonce that helps me to physically get some of the nerves out and get into my body. It really works. It sounds so silly and you look silly, but nobody's watching. And then I calm myself and I sit down and I do what Jim talks about, what he did before he did your podcast and everything else. How can I serve? How can I serve? How can I serve? Use me as a vehicle. The thing that has helped me so much to really stop that story and focusing on the thing I don't want in my business, which is to see it come to a crashing end, to tell myself this is as good as it gets. It's all downhill from there. All that stuff I was telling myself the thing that's helped me the most is really similar to what you realized. And it's that this life is a journey. And I really truly believe our journey is to figure out what our gifts are. Yeah. That once you figure out what those gifts are, and we have many, it is not for us to keep to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That yeah. it is our duty. And yeah. I feel it like a duty yeah. to give it all away. Yeah. And so then where that just has to leave anybody is if I'm here for a reason, mm-hmm. And it's to give this gift, this experience, this, this knowledge, this perspective. Why would that ever cause my business to come crashing down? Why would everything get taken away from me unless there's something bigger, better on the other side of that? Yeah. A bigger gift to give. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. We've gone through adversity in business, mm-hmm. struggles, like big time. And today, every time I go through one of those there's a gigantic smile on my face because I go, wow, I am learning so much right now. And this experience and struggle that I'm going through, I will be able to help so many more people when they go through this. Oh. You cannot really help people at a deeper level if you don't have the specific context or experience yourself to have gone through it. There's no coincidence that you're showing people how to show up on a Facebook Live if that's something that you never did or went through that whole process yourself, right. you wouldn't be nearly as equipped 
and qualified, let alone effective at helping people do that. Yeah. It's because you went through it. I know what that's like. I've been there, done that, and I'm going to show you how to get through it. Absolutely. And from the girl who only shared the beautiful sparkly shoes and the clothes and never (laughs) showed up on Instagram. I mean, you can scroll back. It's only recent. You know this. When I first started working with you in the inner circle, I never ran ads with my image in it. With your face in it. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Hiding. Because I was hiding. Yeah. And so from going from the person that hid so much in their own launches, even though I'm doing live video, I'm obviously on the live videos, but in my promotions, because hello, cold audience, people who don't know me and they're going to judge the heck out of me are going to see it, that I would use images of people from my team instead because I thought they were more marketable. How crazy is that? Oh my goodness. The growth is so, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And our ads just perform better when it's actually me. They're more marketable. I thought they were more marketable. (laughs) I know. Because I came from the place that I'm the person behind the scenes. Yeah. So did I. It shouldn't be me. Yeah. 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 But the growth that I've had when I stopped telling those stories. Crazy. It's crazy. And I know this is just a drop in the bucket. Mm. Yeah. So I want to be mindful of your time and our listeners' time. So this is great. And we could just talk for, for hours. So thank you so much for, for taking I love this conversation. Um, you guys have to let us know. Please let us know. Yeah. Tag me on Instagram. Tag James. Yeah. I want to hear what. At Coach Glitter. At Coach Glitter. Mm-hmm. So what's like a final, any final thought to, to kind of like leave our listeners with something? I think the impact that we make is by being real and raw and showing up when it's not just beautifully packaged and magazine quality that the thing that I've personally found from the person that really just strove so hard to create that image and that's barely 10% of the story that the more Mm. I share the full parts of myself, the parts that are the work in progress that is so far from perfect that that's where people really connect with you. Yes. It's like lie that, you got to be this transcendent, enlightened master with no fears, no yeah. worries. All of it's figured out. Mm-hmm. Then you can start your business. Then you can get your following. Then you can do your launch. Then you can become the authority. Then you can be successful. <laughs> and it's like... It's crippling no. people. Yeah. It is crippling people and you are doing a disservice. It is not about you. It is about the people yeah. that cannot get the experience of and, working with you. And it's so backwards in so many ways that it just kind of becomes comical because so many people that you see that have huge followings and rabid close followings Mm -hmm. you ask them why do you follow this person oh i just admire her courage for keeping it real well how's she keeping it real she's sharing about all her fears concerns Mm -hmm. self-doubts worry etc oh interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's created a successful business because she shared authentically about where she isn't this 100 percent perfect enlightened person who resonates with perfect, yeah. but we strive so hard yeah. to show up that way. It's, it's like, you don't follow most of us don't follow like newscasters. I feel like <laughs> newscasters that like perfect metaphor for someone who's like perfect and polished. Like they yeah. don't, they don't, they don't <laughs> never mess up a word. Even their tonality is like, whether I'm talking about negative news or positive news, right. I it's have the, the exact same tone and straight face <laughs> yeah. and I never miss a word. Yeah. It's like, we don't sit there and like, Oh, I, I so am inspired by this newscaster and I follow them and I want to be like them in every way. Mm-hmm. No, we follow the people that were like, hmm. wow, look how human you are yeah, and real you are. And I think it's more important than ever, not because it's like this genius strategy, which bugs the heck out of me when I see like the, I call it faux authentic, mm. where you show up, you're like, I'm going to be really vulnerable and authentic now. It just show up. Yeah, You don't have to announce it. <laughs> you don't have to declare it. You really don't. But it really is true though, that yeah. 
the more we show up exactly what it is that we're going in the moment, that that's how we connect with people. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And we got to humanize our brands. Yes. And I think we need to do another episode about like this authentic because it's, I think like, you know, from like strategy right now, (laughs) it is like from Brene Brown talking about like vulnerability and and it be, it's become a hot topic in recent Mm -hmm. years. And like, you just see like marketers using ironically authenticity, the most inauthentic way Mm -hmm. possible. It's like, let me get really emotional, upset, and then people will buy from me. What? That's not, (laughs) huh? No, it's just, it's just take off the mask Mm -hmm. and just be you Mm -hmm. and show up that way. It's not put on another mask that is you more emotional and pretend that you're this or act like that mm-hmm. and don't just have, you know, this like emotional immaturity. That's yeah. the difference. Being vulnerable and being real and being authentic doesn't mean emotionally immature. No. Like I'm just going to cry and complain and be upset right. for no reason and get triggered all day and blah, blah, blah. That, that's not the same thing. It's let's get real. Mm-hmm. Let's take off the gloves. Let's take off the mask and let's just be real. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I think it's, so scary to do that people will find a way to not do it. Yeah. Because this was uncomfortable for me. Mm, yeah. I mean, I would, I could talk all day about the three steps to get on my video <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, launch yeah. by using that powerful platform, yeah. but we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and the thing is, is if we did talk about that, people would forget like two what you taught later. them two minutes <laughs> yes. later, yeah. but they'll remember how you made them feel when you shared like, Here's what's real for me. Mm-hmm. Here's what I've struggled with. And here's what I still do struggle with. And the fact of the matter is, is, is Tiffany still struggles with this. She doesn't let it stop her. That's the point. Right. She's not going to start her business once she's figured that out. Yeah. The game of this self-discovery and growth and evolution happens on the court doing the work. Not I'm going to sit on the sidelines, get it all right. Then I'll start. Mm-hmm. That's what most people are trying to do. Please don't do that. It doesn't work. Yeah. That's why we say action creates clarity, not thinking and overthinking. Overthinking. Overthinking is the art of creating problems that don't exist. Action is the art and science of creating the clarity and the growth and the evolution that Mm -hmm. you're actually seeking and looking for. Done. Complete? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I love this. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Do the uncomfortable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And see how comfortable you can get with being uncomfortable. I love it. My favorite thing is being awkward. Yeah. Making other You're people. real good at it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it really is. It's it's no longer a subtle art. It's like, yeah. it's the, what's the opposite of subtle? The abrasive In your science face. of yeah. not giving a f- yeah. Like, really. But uh, but at the same time, totally give a f- mm-hmm. But at the same time, just don't, don't give a f- Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, you're amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Entrepreneur Chats with my dear friend, Tiffany Lee Bymaster. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Hashtag deep. <laughs> With Tiffany Levi Master, <laughs> aka Coach Glitter. Please follow her on Instagram. Where else should they hang out with you? Because you're doing lives all the I time. Have Facebook Live. Facebook um, Live. I'm Coach Glitter everywhere. That's Coach the Glitter. easiest place to find yeah. me. Facebook, Instagram, my website. But I love Instagram DMs. Yeah, let us know. Tag us. Yeah. All right, you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, 
act and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be. So you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.